0: Good morning, and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and joined this morning by Joe with not by, by. By, with. I'm Bye
1: here, with. man. Whatever you want,
0: <laughs> <You're right laughs> you want to anyways, say. anyways. We got Joanna. Over the hills
1: and through the woods, I'm
0: uh, here. <laughs> uh, we got Joanna Chidi. Good morning. And uh, she's our plant consultant from uh, at down at Spruce It Up. She does a lot of the horticultural consults. And you got a few talks going on. You're going to go visit the Okotoks Hort yeah. Society. Yeah.
1: Looking forward to it Bruce on the sixth of December.
0: Yep. And uh, I, I'm, I got asked to speak at the Millerville, but I'm gonna put Joanna in my place in my seat there. I can't make Thanks it. Thanks for that. Yeah, yeah so. Be fun.
1: A room full of gardeners. They won't, they won't um, ask me again after they get you there. So. Uh, I'll give them my direct line. There you go. Exactly.
0: No, which is good. But that's one thing I, I enjoy working with you. You have lots of passion and plants, so it's... Uh, yeah, I do. Same. Uh, it's
1: good to be around that energy, right? Absolutely. When we're surrounded by white stuff here, and, you know, it's good to be reminded what keeps us happy. And that's winter.
0: that snow stuff out
1: there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yep, uh cold, cold It is snow. a
0: little crisp. We've had the Spruce Meadows market and it's amazing like Friday cuz we had all that snow. Yeah. And it was still quite busy but it's amazing. Yesterday morning I was there just helping set up and do a couple of things knocking the snow off the reindeer's and the boughs and stuff and all of a sudden, as soon as the sun just pops out uh, it just like you just beautiful. see the cars are loading <laughs> yeah. in there and they just do such a good job and they moved the carousel from the Chinook Center. Remember, okay. it used to be up in yeah. Chinook Center in the food court. Yeah, yeah, they got it set up outside at Spruce Meadows. So, that's cool.
1: That's yeah. another. I mean, there's so many good reasons to come to that market when you bring your family. But there's another one: bring the kids. Yeah, down they do the it. They
0: just life. do. They always do a good job. They represent Calgary very well. And uh, if you're going to do an event there, you always know that's going to be yep. done done very well. So
1: yeah, it's a great place to bring yep. the kids.
0: Uh, hats cool. off to the to the folks at. At Spruce Meadows, and later on in the show, I got uh, Leslie Horton, who you'll know from the the traffic and weather, mm-hmm. and she does everything um, on the Global Morning News. She's going to yeah. join us. She's uh, they're part of a. They have a big thing coming up. I think it's on December twelfth, and the Magic of Christmas, where they do. Um, toys and stuff for nice. for families that uh, maybe you're just struggling a little bit mm-hmm. and so they, they have a program where they're so Leslie's going to come on and help that and uh, and we want we have the boxes down at spruce it up a couple of them so I need some help from you guys to help me fill these boxes up so I want to fill up one of our little trucks because I know Pete the plumber oh, nice. He drove up there with a truck full last year. So I wanted a little spruce. I'm going to start yeah. out with the taco truck first, the Tacoma. Yeah. I'd love to fill my dump truck up. But I bet you could. Yeah, we'll get do Get one that. of
1: those landscape trucks filled. Come on, exactly. everybody. Yep. Come visit spruce.
0: Yep, help me out. <laughs> and you get spruce bucks when you drop off a toy, you get five bucks back to, to spend nice. in the store. So. If you can help me out with that, that would be great. We can uh, fill that truck.
1: Yeah, make some people's Christmas nice. <laughs> yeah, so we're cause. looking
0: forward. We're going to jump on board with them a bit and cool. help with some decorating and other fun stuff. So cool. looking forward to hear from Leslie because it's, uh, it's one of those ones that just makes a difference right off the bat, right? Yep. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. Cool. And they deliver it right on Christmas Eve, right? They fill the wow. buses up. They go right on, on that day. That's it's
1: such a beautiful surprise. It's a whole group of yeah.
0: volunteers. Phenomenal. The so.
1: holidays can be really emotional, it's so tough that, for a lot of people. Yeah, I think most people it's really tough, but for With some or without can be even, really full of anxiety. Yeah. So when you get a surprise like that, it's that just goes straight to the heart.
0: Yeah, my it's daughter, Jaden, um, she doesn't like getting a lot of gifts, sometimes, and she's a very minimalist person. And for she's a 6 a year old yeah, she's sixteen. I love it. Wow. Where my son, maybe a, a little bit different. <laughs> Derek, he, he likes a couple of things under there, but Jaden, but she's gotten into like she's been wandering around Spruce Meadows. She's been working lots, and she's saved lots of money. Good for her. So she's been out buying gifts and stuff like cool. that. So for people, it's just nice here. She gets very excited buying things cool. for other people. So she cool. she gets it. So I'm. I think Jaden also
1: gets. I've, I get. I've gotten to know her a little bit. She seems like somebody who's after the experience
0: too. Absolutely. Right.
1: Like quality time. We'll do something together. She
0: can put her phone down for six hours and... And not go check it. Like, Hope uh, for
1: the future right there. That's amazing.
2: <laughs> the you, mind's attached to mine. You and Carolyn are my... doing something right. That's
0: yeah, good. Yeah, I think Carolyn maybe has more to do with it than that. Because she's the same way. She put her phone down for all day and not oh, even nice. look at it. For me, it's attached to my.
1: <laughs> People <laughs> often wonder why I have a cell phone. I just told you, mine's like a landline with Google on it.
0: Exactly. So, I
1: don't do a whole lot with
0: it. Um, and, and as far as, I guess we should maybe talk a little bit about gardening too. Yeah, to do, do that. Yep. And uh, lots of things going on. I know uh, people, if you have those nice pots outside, we have oh, yeah. outdoor arrangements going on. Yep. And just setting up for the season. But there's still a bit of maintenance um, yep. with this light snow, this great snow. Push it underneath all your evergreens. Yep, snow some- farm.
1: It'll be melting by tomorrow. Tuesday, it's going to yeah. be 7, 8 degrees. So, so it's perfect to last get... Last minute it. things.
0: Absolutely. Get yep. it underneath the snow, underneath your conifers, your yep. your evergreens, evergreens. and especially. And even if you don't have any evergreens, push it around your deciduous trees and that, and it'll, uh, it gets the moisture into the ground. Cause it's still, the ground's still not quite frozen. We, we built, uh, a, 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 our new perennial house, um, last week awesome yeah so we built a cool. like almost a four thousand square foot new perennial house that's going to be ready that's for spring reason
1: enough to get down to spruce it up that's yeah awesome. so
0: that'll be ready to go cool. first thing in the spring we're gonna have that full of nice new plants and a nice little section of perennials cool um and that cool. uh super excited about that and the and the landscape crew did a phenomenal job building that thing it was fun we did it on a time lapse and you can see it on our on our Instagram and Facebook page. If you want nice. to look at it, you can see it getting...
1: Everybody looks really busy. Yeah. <laughs> busy yeah. beavers.
0: But it was. Cool. It, it went up in about five, six hours after we got the post. And like, once you yeah. build this sort of once stuff. Once you get a up. system. Yeah. Yep. It, it was cool. fun. So.
1: Very cool. Well, you'll have more room for annuals and, and perennials, right? Absolutely. Cool. Yeah.
0: So looking Flowers forward to
1: everywhere.
0: that. Cool. <laughs> and and that's really in the garden center business. Like, when you see... um other businesses getting into plants and us getting into other things. I just really looked at a lot of our numbers and things like that. And plants are still our, our base. Like that's yep. where, and I really want to get back to a bit, the back to basics of it. Yep. We focus on the plants yep. and not so much on the little trinket as much. Like we yeah. definitely have a little bit of giftware and New things like that. New gardeners
1: come into the store there. They're just <laughs> not, you know, I think a lot of people are lost. They don't know where to start, but you can go to a garden center talk with some knowledgeable staff and leave with a few perennials and have a good start. Absolutely.
0: Know? And uh, over the next couple of weeks, I'm trying to get a hold of a couple of uh, millennial, these Instagram plant influencer type yeah. people.
1: Like houseplants, so, hey? Yeah. yeah. There's
0: a local g- guy in Calgary. His name's Jesse. And and he has uh, his, his tags, sort of a 600 square foot apartment filled with plants. So nice. um, we've gone back and forth a couple of times. So he's going <laughs> to join us one of these days um, when I can get him lined up and just talk what's 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 pushing that with the with the millennials with the younger generation mm. and see what's going on there cuz i already know what's pushing everybody in the in the other generation we're going to go all the way down to high river there you go we're going to see mary <laughs> the, the social influencer from the telephone yeah. era
1: you are high River's <laughs> social media mary <laughs>
0: how is everybody there, uh, today. Good, how you doing, yeah, Mary? Go
1: Stam's
2: Go. Go yeah. Stam's school. yeah, I yeah, forgot did about that. you have a good time at <laughs> the football game?
0: Absolutely, so, it was did great. Did
3: you have a beer too
0: two? Um, I don't, actually, I don't drink, Mary, so I... Um, oh, well, that's good. Yeah, I am, um, yeah. I, I do, I like non-alcoholic, I have non-alcoholic backs, but yeah. most of those sporting events, they just have, they don't really sell any of that stuff, so I just had a couple of Coke Zeroes and yeah.
2: Yeah. It, well, it was good. good. Yeah, no, you don't need booze anyway, and I don't like it either.
0: No, actually, I went to <laughs> I a hockey. I
2: but with it doesn't a... work very good.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> no. Anyhow, what I wanted to thank you was for having the Roseman on two weeks ago. Wasn't
0: he a nice guy? Yeah. How Abby's a good guy. Very dedicated he. Is. Yeah, you should see so, it. we still we oh, sold I a bunch of his, his calendars it, and we still have more of his calendars. We had Abby and he good. it just it, that comes from his heart. Like he's doing oh, it out of passion. That. And um he donates all his money back to to his church and yeah. and 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 that's great like he that's his own agenda and and i'm always happy to support whoever things like that and i didn't even care i didn't I what kind of church it is what that's his own thing and yeah i'm i'm happy to to give him a little bit of a boost on that and like but his plants and his passion on plants is yeah. it is would phenomenal
2: be really nice if, if, well of course i'm out here but but I'm sure he he helps the Hort Society. Yeah, a lot. he
0: he's a member there, yeah. and I'm sure he he and he's part of the Rose, um, Horticultural Rose Society as well. So yeah. um, I imagine in those meetings he he gets his brain picked a fair bit trying to get the knowledge from Abby. But just a, a true guy with true passion, and oh. his pictures are phenomenal. And I just love that he's dated the pictures, yeah. and not many people yeah, have done nice. that in their books because then you yeah. see. What what it looked like at in Evolution. June, yeah, yeah, in July and August or whatever, yeah. and what plants are because a lot of times you'll see an autumn joy sedum, and people think, well, if I plant that, it's going to look great in July. Well, it doesn't no. look great in July; it looks great in August, September.
2: That's mm-hmm. right. So, but it that's good because it you know new people that are trying to grow roses, it gives them an idea of what things can look like, absolutely, and at what time of year. But I need to ask you a question. Yep. Somebody gave me a friend of mine this African violet. Now I am grown one for a long, long yep. time. Now, is the uh, Schultz's drops? Is that good enough in the bottom for it to suck up? I remember you have to water them
0: from the bottom. Yeah, or you, you can pour it in from the top. You just we don't get know, the water so on the leaves. the leaves. That's correct. Yeah, I remember so that. So you need a narrow little, like a water can with a narrow. Nozzle type thing yeah. where you can just pour it in gently, yeah,
2: but you should let l- soak let up them from not the bottom. Water and the Schultz's drops is good enough for them.
0: Uh, yeah, Schultz's drop or fifteen thirty fifteen, yeah. any one of those. I, just I, fill uh, the water I in like the tray. I like
2: Schultz's stuff because I save my rainwater.
0: Yeah, and just um, put it into a little green tray and just fill it up with that. Mix it. It'll soak it up. But then don't let it sit in that. No. Like pull it out after and let it so- let the extra drip out.
2: Yeah, good. Well, these are purple. Yeah. I, oh. I just told you, Matt, yep. a little story. Roses are red, violets are blue. Honey is sweet, and so are you. But <laughs> I said, I got that from my first boyfriend who I didn't like. Uh, <laughs> he said, he said, he, let you go. He said he <laughs> caught you phoning
0: in Great. on the Rob Breckenridge show.
3: <laughs> we we'll
0: Bye, later. Mary. Bye. <laughs> Always good to have Mary calling yeah. in and uh, That's love her or hate her. So, like I said, most people, oh, I love her. She's one of the most love talked her. about people in my story. Topics, yep, yeah, absolutely.
1: This, you know, what people are going to see African violets coming in as gifts, or you know, they don't know what to give somebody, yep, and, and they're ca- they can be finicky. So, it's good to absolutely know how to care for those,
0: and um. And uh, and if you listen to the other shows like Danielle Smith and uh, Rob Breckenridge and things like that, you'll you'll definitely hear Mary chirp in on the politics too. <laughs> so, she's well versed on the gardening, and she'll definitely let you know what she thinks about the politics as well. So it's always always interesting. If you'd like to join us, the phone lines are wide open. You can call us at four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. 800 563 7770. And that is the talk and text line. So if you want to send us text, you're more than welcome to send us pictures, anything like that. It's a good, great time to look at your trees and shrubs outside. Um, you can see a lot from the bark and what's going on like that. So, but right now I got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center, where everything is Christmas right now. Fresh (laughs) boughs, arrangements, fresh trees arriving next week. Spruce it up, plant it up, prune it up. They got you covered. And Christmas it up, I guess, maybe, eh? (laughs) Snow removal it up. (laughs) No, we don't do that. No snow Uh, removal. We we, we have one client out in Varsity that we have a a condo complex that we do... um, um, his place for Joe. Um, it was a project that we redid the whole thing, so we we still look after that. But it's been... Uh it's one of those ones I, I don't really wanna get into There, guys. They've yeah, worked you know hard what? all summer. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of folks doing that.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. competitive. they the that's three. how to keep
1: your equipment uh yeah. you know, working all winter. Just... And
0: you no, know, our guys were like after we built the greenhouse that was sort of our last project of the season. Yeah. And two or three of them we went up for lunch after and and they were all just <laughs> going skiing. We're going shredding. Oh uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I was gonna say yeah. that or hibernation yeah. depends. No,
0: there's a couple guys that this wants we'll to hibernate. Yeah. It's,
1: Watch Scott's a hibernator,
0: and, and Nick and Blake, they're going shredding. Nice. Shredding. That sounds like fun. Yeah, they're going to shred the hill, <laughs> they say. powder. Yeah, they rented a condo up in Fernie for the winter, uh, and they're going to go whoa, nice. shredding. That sounds good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> cool. Well, we have some people texting in. Yeah. Yeah, we've got this beautiful orchid Look photo that. that got shared. This, so this is lovely because... I think this is a time of year where on the radio program we start to see people's inside projects with greenery.
0: And this is from Dean from urbangrown.ca. And he just sent, my first orchid, nice branch flowers, others coming along. That thing's just oozing. And those ones that are wilting, Dean... You maybe just want to pull a couple of those off because they still take energy from the from the new flowers. So just pull them off, and then a lot of the energy just goes right to the new. But look at that thing's just oozing out roots coming out everywhere. Yeah,
1: you know what? Super healthy. And also, kind of looking at the pot, it might be worth getting it into an orchid pot. Like, yeah, it helps. Uh, Something that's got a little more aeration and out of soil um, or into specific orchid soil with a little bit more mulch. Yeah, that might help. Looks good. Yeah. Thanks for the text,
4: Dean.
0: Yeah, let's go to the phone lines. We're going to chat with Gordon. Good morning, Gordon.
4: Good morning. This is in relation to marrying her um, African violets. <laughs> All right. Uh, I knew she wasn't ago, the
1: only one. <laughs>
4: yeah, no. Years ago, I had uh, about uh, I had at least at one point three dozen African violets, and how mm-hmm. I watered them was uh, used a medical syringe.
0: Okay. Oh. Yeah.
4: That's a good idea. Yeah, or and a
0: turkey baser would work as well.
4: Yeah, you know, a turkey baser would work. Is yeah. that before or after you do the
0: turkey? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: And don't put
0: fertilizer in your turkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: so anyway, that's what I used it was, it was a yeah. medical syringe.
0: Yep, that's a good idea. Yeah, so that way you get yeah. right in between the leaves. So you and... know
1: exactly how much you're watering. That's yep. Great.
0: Perfect. Oh, yeah. That's a good tip. Okay, thanks a lot. Thank you yeah, so thanks. much. Right. Thanks, okay. Gordon. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. And one thing All African th- violets. when you get two stuff. or three together, um, if you get th- two or three smaller ones and then pot them up into a bigger pot, they love being tight together like that's yeah. So they're a colony-type yeah. plant, so they enjoy that, and they, yeah. they kind of thrive off each other. So cool.
1: Sounds like he had quite a few. Must yeah. have been beautiful.
0: Well, let's go. Where are we at? we got enough time. We're going to go to Shirley. Good morning, Shirley.
5: Yes, good morning. How
0: can good I morning. help you?
5: I have a problem with a spruce tree in my yard. I'm noticing that there's holes in the main stalk you can stick your finger in slightly bigger than your finger. And I've seen woodpeckers around. Or Is something sucking the sap out of the tree?
0: Yep, absolutely.
5: And what can I plug the (laughs) hole with, or how do you handle Uh, that?
0: The spruce trees are pretty good at sealing those up themselves, like with their own sap. Okay. Um, So if it's a bigger tree, how big a tree is it?
5: Oh, it's
0: probably forty feet high. It's a big tree. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it a whole lot. We have some product called Lac Balsam. It's a bark replacement that you could put in there. But I, I, I honestly think, for the most part, for the for those big spruce, they seal over pretty good. It'll get some crusty sap in there, and and you should be fine.
5: He won't keep coming in and sucking the sap out. In a little,
0: not enough to kill a tree like that. If it was a smaller, younger tree and a birch or some of the other smaller ones like that, I'd worry about it a bit. But that's just part of Mother Nature. That's where it's getting its juice from. And, and
1: those are the actual sap sucker? Like yeah, yellow-bellied
0: sap suckers.
5: Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen the yellow-bellied, but these look like... Maybe a downy? Like- ...on the trim around my door and kick it up. Uh scare them away but it can be
1: sometimes you see downy woodpeckers or smaller black and white sometimes have a red patch on their
5: head or a smaller uh, one and then i saw one almost as big as a um grouse. oh wow with wow. a long i don't know if that one was the woodpecker but he had a beak about four inches long and he was poking into the lawn after the snow melted wow. and i thought well maybe <laughs> That's him. I don't know.
1: Well, they're looking for bugs, so that's they're they're not really interested in damaging your tree or getting after the sap. They're looking for bugs. So. Yeah,
5: for a while that tree, the leaves were turning yellow on the inner part of the tree, but and I that's don't know a, if it's no, now no, no, or what. But it seems to be recovered somewhat.
0: Yeah, no, so. and that's because that's just a natural process that all the evergreens go through. They go through a shedding process every couple of years. they'll yeah. shed their inner needles. Yeah, I heard you
5: saying that. And another thing with the African violets, uh, I know Grandma always had, and I've got one, there's the smaller liter watering cans or something, you probably sell them, and they have a smaller
0: spout. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just a tiny little spout, just this, the little narrow one so it doesn't pour over the leaves. Yeah,
5: and they work perfect awesome. for, for that. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks,
0: Shirley. I gotta and when go... my
5: aunt was around. Hey,
0: Shirley, I got to go. Okay. I can put you on hold if you like, To if you have another thing to talk about. Other, I got to go for a break. All right. Thanks. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Duck Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm joined with Joanna Chudy. And we're going to go back up to Shirley and, and uh, see what else she has on the go there. Yes. Hi, Shirley.
5: Hi. Uh, the African violets, I think the worst thing you can do is overwater them. Absolutely. When my aunt used to go away, she always told her kids, don't water my African violets. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're almost like a succulent because if you if you do get one of the leaves that you peel off or pull off, and you squeeze it, you'll see water come out of them. So they're like a little mini succulent. So they can they they can be dried out a fair bit, but they like good soil. Because I always have. Memories of my mom. She had a couple of ones that were a little worse for wear on the windowsill. So they were out of soil, but they would always still shoot out nice blooms all the time. How many of your
1: mom grew African violets and had, like, oh, what, I don't like get 30 it. kids? How many, <laughs> how many of you guys know, were there? Know.
0: That was her one little piece of, of sanctuary. <laughs> all the sanctuary. neighborhood kids
5: and you guys. That's oh,
0: incredible. Yeah. So... Well,
5: that's Thanks. That's all I had to say. Thanks, Shirley. Thanks, Shirley. <laughs>
0: Appreciate it. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's kind of funny. Let's go to John. Hi, John.
6: Well, John's out here, and I've got a lovely uh, front lawn of uh, snow.
0: Isn't that nice? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, do a little <laughs> snow farming today before the football uh, game. Uh, good idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's yeah. an idea.
0: Yeah. yeah, get
1: some exercise and fresh air.
0: Uh-huh.
6: Uh, the, I think we've talked about uh, bird. Feeding birds over yes.
0: the winter. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Brad was on. Brad, the Birdman, was on a couple of weeks ago. Um, one of the best ones right now is they like they need a little bit more oil in their things. So the sunflower, the black oiled mm-hmm. sunflower, is the best. And we have the ones that are pre-shelled, or you can buy the ones in the shell. But that that helps build the oils up in a lot of the birds and helps them.
1: So they get um, some, lay on some fat for the exactly,
0: winter, right? Exactly. Yeah.
6: Oh, I just got a, a notice from. Uh, what do they call it? Sunflower or black oil sunflower yep. kernel.
0: Yep, that's the one. Yep. That's the one? Yep, yep. exactly.
6: Okay. And Ooh. have you heard of the word term biochar?
1: Yeah, I have.
6: Okay, that's a, uh, a soil <laughs> enhancement, right? It is,
1: yep. yeah. So it's charcoal that's made in a in a special way, in a special environment. And it's actually. Um, It enhances the soil in a lot of ways, but the main thing is that it provides habitat for all these sort of microscopic uh, creatures that that create the life in the soil and, and begin the process of breaking down nutrients for plant roots. So it's oh, incredible. Is that really
6: available or is that a- it
1: is, yeah. There's, um, let's see, I'm going to just quickly look up Biochar Calgary because I know there's some folks here. Merle, do you have it at the store? Uh, we yet? have
0: charcoal. I don't know enough about the, but we do have yeah. bags of charcoal.
1: So, Biochar um, is, you're going to want to make sure that it's actually done properly. Um, like-, like, it's made sort of in a, if I get this right, and please call in and correct me if I get this wrong, but I believe that it's done in, um, Super high heat and low oxygen. So it's a a way of, it's not just um, like charcoal out of your barbecue or your fire pit. It's a little different.
0: Yeah, so I believe we have the horticultural charcoal, so.
1: It could be that. I'm not Um, sure. There's a company in Calgary called Soil Matrix, and I've purchased his stuff before. We had a fantastic speaker come down to the garden center, Chelsea Anderson. Yep. A lot of our listeners will know Chelsea because she does great work in the city here. Um, and she had some with her, um, Air Terra Soil Matrix Biochar. And, man, a little goes a real long way. And what does um,
0: it do exactly again? Like It
1: It provides, uh, it basically provides habitat for things like, um, you know, when you're looking at your mics, yeah. like your mycorrhizal yeah. root stimulant. So all those little fungi and all the bacteria and all those little Things that we So it's gets-y. adding life
0: down into the it's soil. It's
1: adding, yeah, it's adding a home. Yep. So they say something like a handful of this biochar, and please wear gloves because this is really fine stuff. Ah. You don't want to get it in your lungs. That's um, like a football field worth of like surface area. So it's really porous. Like when you think of volcanic rock, you know how porous it is. It's similar, but to our eye, it just looks like black powder. Um, but when you get down on the microscopic level, it's
0: got all this. I'll so, contact um, that guy and see if yeah. I can get some of that into the store. It's
1: super affordable. I think it was like 20 bucks a box and I bought two of them and I probably only needed one. I work it into my compost and I work it into my raised beds. And when you put it in, that's it for life. You never have to do it again. Um, and it's a fantastic product. I think it's it's one of these things that's like ancient language that's resurfacing. So I know that our ancestors used this sort of biochar idea long, long ago. And a lot of traditional cultures have never, never left it. Um, but it's just coming back mainstream in North America. So yeah, check it out.
0: Well, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but you glad you asked that question, eh, John? <laughs> yeah. No,
1: look it up, John. It's, you know, I've seen your garden. You do great work in your yard. Um, you're growing lots of edibles and beautiful pollinator plants, and I think all of them would benefit from, from biochar. And then it's, you know, as I said, Soil Matrix, it's a local company. So you're supporting local
0: business. That's awesome.
6: Oh, okay. What about uh, other bird feed that you can get that?
0: It really depends on the type of birds you're looking at. Um, The the sunflower kernel right now is one. It's quite versatile for quite a few different birds. But then you also have the larger ones with the nut mix in it. Um, And the main thing is I think we have three or four or five varieties that we carry, and that covers pretty much all the birds. And, again, we're just bringing in the premium stuff without all the filler in it. So you're not getting a bunch of the stuff that this gets thrown all over the ground. They eat all of this, which is nice. So you don't end up with the mess underneath. Yeah,
3: I
6: must commend you on your, the quality that you do have. You don't have that
3: filler
0: stuff. That, no, because yeah. we've all had those before, and you you kind of look at the price and oh, I'll grab a bag of that. And then about a couple weeks later in the summer, you have all the stuff growing underneath your bird feeder, and it's just it's everywhere. And because even the birds don't eat it, right? They just throw it away. They want the seed. So sometimes it seems like a bit more expensive when you're buying the bag of the of the kernel, but you're getting all food, so none of it gets wasted. So, and actually, Brad and I were talking about that this morning on the on the on my way over here. We we um, we always chat a little bit. Typically, if he's working on the weekends, on Sundays, we always have a little chat on the way to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about just to, uh, we're getting another squirrel buster or certain. Um, Bird feeders, like just the good quality ones, and some of the ones that we're bringing in, lifetime warranty, um, dishwasher safe. So ones that you can buy. Because if you're buying the expensive feed, you want a good feeder so it doesn't get clogged up. It, you know, it's going to last. And also, some of them you want to keep the squirrels out of it. And some people want to feed squirrels, then that's fine. But if you don't want to, you you need this. You need a good quality um, (laughs) one that keeps them away from it. So.
6: That was going to be
0: my question. How do you keep the squirrels yeah. away? From them? Yeah, the squirrel buster feeder. So, um right. Yeah, and they when they go on it, it just goes down and it closes the feeding hole so they can't cuz the, it's light enough for a bird to land on it, but then as soon as the squirrel gets on it, it drops and then it can't uh it can't they it yeah, the holes are closed so they can't eat it. So Oh,
6: I see. Seen a video of that?
0: Yeah, I've seen a couple other ones where it spins them off, and there's all kinds of different ones. But <laughs> this one's a little easier. So, oh,
6: I hope Peter doesn't mind. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Have a great one. Thank you very much. Thanks, Sean.
0: Talk to you soon. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. All right, gotta take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coons, and I'm joined with Joanna Achudi. And if you'd like to join us, you can join us as well. The phone lines are wide open. You can call us at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And that is the out-of-town line. And both of those are the talk and text lines. So if you have any pictures or anything you want to send us, um, please don't hesitate to do that. Uh, always glad to see pictures. I was I was happy when they introduced the text line a couple of years ago when we got to actually see the pictures just yeah. makes things a lot easier. Oh, yeah, especially um,
1: for deciding, like.
0: Oh, yeah, and trying to help diagnosing. diagnose. Yeah, yeah like. <laughs> it has a bent leaf. And, uh, okay.
1: Describe that a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It
0: makes it a little tougher. So,
1: very easy. And then people can also show off their.
0: Absolutely their gorgeous pride orchids. And, joy. and yeah. Whatever else we get yep. going. So, I'd
1: love to see that. Good inspiration.
0: Let's go to the phone lines, and Joyce is waiting there. Let's go to Joyce. Good morning, Joyce.
1: Good morning. How are you?
0: Good. How are you doing?
1: I'm all right. It's
2: cold out. Yeah,
0: yeah it is a little chilly this morning. So <laughs> uh,
2: The reason I'm calling you, Merle, is yeah. my friend has a lemon tree. Yep.
0: Yeah.
7: It's going through the roof of her house,
2: literally. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it's not getting any lemons. Why?
0: Um... It's growing good. Yeah, nice and healthy. Oh yeah. Um, probably needs. The only thing I can think of is is, is: is does it get fed properly?
2: Oh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, what they need if they're in a pot. A lot of times they run out, of, and if they don't get any of the phosphate, like any of the high middle number. Oh yeah. Um. So like the fifteen thirty two. Um, 15, 10 or fifteen thirty two. What is that called? F- 15, fifteen thirty 15, 15, 15. 15, fifteen, or the ten fifty. What is it? Fifteen thirty fifteen. Oh, okay. Uh, you yeah, want yeah. a higher middle, middle number.
1: number because yeah. NPK, the P is for phosphorus, and that's oh. what encourages blooming. And that's if, what she needs to do. Yeah. If you get the blooms, and then you can encourage pollination, then then you're gonna get fruits. So oh. yeah. I'll tell her to smarten up and do the <laughs> fertilizer. I would guess just hearing how large that plant is, oh. it's probably not in a big enough pot, and you get to a point with indoor plants where you're like, well, how big can you actually yeah. you know,
0: but pot you, it up? Yeah, and if you feed it, though, um, is it feel like it's top-heavy in the pot? I'm like,
2: not sure, Merle. Okay. He's telling me, and I thought, oh, okay. I'm going to call Merle would, and see what he
3: says.
0: Yeah, so what I would do is... See if it's top-heavy. Could do a transplanting, but the food will make all the difference, too. Yeah. Just get onto a regular feeding, and especially a bigger one like that in an older pot. Even if it gets fed every couple of weeks, um, won't hurt it at all.
1: Nice deep watering. You don't yeah. want it to get any taller.
0: Nope. <laughs> no, and that's why you want the low nitrogen, like the low first number.
1: Oh, okay.
2: So every yeah. two weeks.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I'll tell her. Awesome. <laughs> You're a good friend. Uh-huh. Well, somebody's got to do something, eh? Exactly. <laughs> Maybe Thanks. you'll get lemons for it one day. Well, you can't uh, cut a hole in your ceiling.
0: <laughs> and they don't, they don't mind getting pruned back a bit, too. Yeah. Like, they can get trimmed back, because those are orchard-type plants. Okay. And so they, they can get trimmed back as well.
7: She can get the top back, then.
0: Yep.
8: Oh, okay. All right. All right, thank you. Have you, a good day.
0: You too, Joyce. Thank you so stamps much.
8: Stamps go. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> go, stamps go. You betcha. Three times here. They got to win one today. It's uh, too long, too long. All right. Break this. Then we're going to go to Jackie. She has something that's too big as well. No, good, good morning, on. Jackie.
9: Good morning. How can we help you? Well, I've got a monster here that I don't know what to do with. It's a Boston fern. Okay. And either it's got to move out or I've got to move out. It's, <laughs> it's taking over.
1: They tend to do that, don't they? Yeah, yeah oh, they can man. get big. Yeah. When, they find, when you put them in a sweet spot, they get they take
9: off. Yeah. Well, I, trans- I broke, you know... About a year and a half ago, I made three out of a, out of one. Yeah. Now I have two. Mm. And they're both, well, one is much bigger than the other, and it's in a west-facing window.
0: No, and that's the one they love. They love that west or even south-facing, but not right in the window, but just a little bit back from it. Yeah. They seem to love that.
9: Well, so. I think this one is in love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it just keeps growing and growing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
9: I, um, it's in quite a big pot because when I transplanted it, I, I put the main one in a in a large pot. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, not a plastic pot. It's a
0: yeah. And I don't think you can really cut them back because then, really, if you do that, they're just going to shoot out right back to the same size. Anyways, I think you, you almost have to do them, right? what you do what you did earlier is just divide it up again. Yeah, that's and-
9: what I did. Yeah, and so I it- gave uh, I gave one away.
0: So to I think my you my sister
9: and she promptly killed it. Oh. <laughs> keep g-
0: keep <laughs> give gifting her another <laughs> give her another
9: practice. <laughs> I said, I
0: give her another there, you got Christmas gifts already grown in your in your house so you can split yeah. them up. Uh.
9: Mm-hmm. And then in the one the other one the one, smaller one it keeps shooting out um, I call them air roots yep. cuz there's mm-hmm. nothing on them, yep. you know. No,
0: that's all they are. They're just sort of they send out those little tentacles.
9: Yeah. I keep cutting those off. Yep. Is that all I can do with them? Just
0: keep absolutely, cutting? that's yeah. it. It just when they get growing, that's as healthy. Like every part of that plant is going, so you're doing all the right things. So it's.
9: Well, I guess I'm doing one. This one here, too, good because it's in it's in my dining area, and we're soon going to have to eat out on the deck. Wrong <laughs> <laughs> time
0: we're, of year. For I that. don't know. Are, are are Boston ferns edible? Like the like the fiddlehead ferns? Maybe no. you can yeah. try. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm
9: a maritimer. I know all about them.
0: Yeah, so maybe you can maybe you can eat a little bit. Have a little salad because you can't have uh, romaine lettuce right now. So. <laughs> <laughs>
9: yeah, that's right. No, I just saw this. You know if i i know i can separate it but now not the time because i have to take it outside where i can yeah yeah or, or in a garage
0: or, yeah or lay yeah, out or some tar- newspaper or a cardboard box or something mm. on, the, on the floor because
9: mm-hmm. so. it's quite messy absolutely but i guess i'm doing everything right absolutely like no you got everything going they don't going. like water too often do they
0: no not too much I, i'd say how often are you watering yours oh, right about now once
9: a week yeah. a week or every 10 days yeah that's that's enough. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't want to starve the poor thing.
0: No, no, it sounds like you're doing everything right, so.
9: <laughs> well, that's nice. All I right. don't do much right, so this is good. <laughs> oh. Celebrate every victory. You're Absolutely. doing awesome.
0: All right, thanks, Jackie. <laughs> okay,
9: thank Bye-bye.
0: you. Bye you're now. very welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Start Gardening. If you'd like to join us, the phone lines are wide open at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And uh, I love the text that we just got. Grow stamps, grow. <laughs>
1: I like, I like it. Advertising uh, promotions.
0: That's a good one. Grow stamps, grow. That's
1: a good one for your uh, sign outside the garden center.
0: Absolutely, Brad. If you're listening, get up there and get that sign changed before <laughs> get I get there. The <laughs> <out>. <laughs> get the ladder out. <laughs> he hates that. I bet you. He's listening. Hi, <laughs> He's probably ah, Joanna. I'm going to kill you. Yeah,
1: It wasn't me. I didn't text it in. It's an awesome idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Grow stamps grow. Here we go. We're going to go to Gary. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. How can we help you?
7: I have a question. I have a sage plant still in the garden next to the house. It's quite bushy, and it's about 18 inches high. And it had seeds I never took off before the frost came. No, I got to it cover the tarp at night, but in the daytime, take it off. I was wondering if I cut it off about four inches above the ground and put some mulch down, will it come up in the spring?
1: Oh, risky. Sounds like it's in a sheltered spot. Yeah. So this is yes. culinary sage, right?
7: Yeah, or the kind you you burn for paranormal stuff or
1: whatever. So. Oh, paranormal activity. Cool. <laughs> um like so there is a difference. Is white,
0: that is that like white sage, sage? Yeah, but that's like medicinal. when you're doing that um
1: like smudging. smudging. Yeah.
0: Awesome. I, I I don't do it, but I know people that do.
7: Anyway,
1: well I was asking butter- Gary because white sage can tend to be a little bit more hardy. Um, than typical culinary sage, which you just use in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, but, like, culinary sage is hardy from zones 5 to 8, so we're kind of borderline. If you mulched heavily, maybe, depends on our winter.
0: Okay. I wouldn't cut yeah. it back, though, Gary, either. I would just yeah. mulch right over top of it, like just put a bunch of, um, like, peat moss or cocoa moss or something like that, just covered up, then a bunch of leaves on top of that.
1: And snow, yeah. keep it dormant.
0: Yeah and keep okay. it frozen for the winter, and then that will, because uh, all the foliage on top works as a mulch as well. It'll help protect it.
7: Yeah, it doesn't seem to be frozen. You know, I yeah. to expect to see it all shriveled
0: up, but yeah. it's not. So when it's warm, it, it, it can take quite a bit of frost. Um, yeah, so what can. I would do is water it in really well, even like in days that like this one's warm, and then cover with the mulch, and then cover it like Joanna's saying with mm-hmm. snow, and, and then any leaves, and then just try and leave it frozen for the winter, and in okay. the spring, see what it does. Okay. Then I can harvest a few leaves for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay.
7: Then one more quick question. Sure. removal pine is starting to compromise my sidewalk space. Is it okay to trim it back a little bit?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You
7: know, it's a big tree. It's 15 feet high. So.
0: Yeah. It's easier to do when they're smaller, and sometimes, they unfortunately, they get left when they're already past the sidewalk, and all of a sudden now you're dealing with a big branch. Um, so a lot of times it's better to deal with that when it's earlier, like when they're yeah. smaller. So if well, it's just if it's just starting to get yeah, you'll be fine totally.
7: Okay. Well all thank you.
0: All right, all right, Gary. I'll get at
7: that as soon as it gets a little bit warmer outside. Awesome. Thanks, Gary. It's Tuesday. on the
0: south wall with a tarp
7: over it right now. So
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. That's fine. Okay. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, we gotta take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy C H Q R. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm here with Joanna Chudy. Good morning. And we have a special traffic report from Leslie Horton. Good morning, Leslie.
10: (laughs) Hey, Merle. How are you guys today? I can tell you traffic at the YMCA Crowfoot right now is busy.
0: Is it? That's the new one way up in the north, eh? Yeah.
10: Everybody's getting their their workout in so they can go home and get ready for some Grey Cup festivities.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Grow stamps, grow, hey. Yeah, yeah, that's the way. it's going
10: to be our year. Exactly. We're going to grow some Bo Levi Mitchell. We're going to take
0: them down. Absolutely, absolutely. So I am. I always uh, in the last couple of years, I've seen you guys on the on the Global Morning Show, and you and you do that great event in the first couple of weeks in December where you you fill the trucks and fill buses up with toys and that for families. And I just said, and then we we end up getting hooked up together. And I said, hey, I'd love to be involved with you guys so we have uh the donation boxes down at the store and then we're going to help you guys decorate it up and stuff like that so maybe want to let us know what's going on with this event and and the charitable foundation that you guys do it's it's an awesome cause so
10: Oh, it really is, Merlin. We are so happy that we hooked up with you so that we can grow this event uh,
0: <laughs>
10: even more this year. This is our third annual Morning of Giving. And yes. what we do is we take our entire show into the parking lot at Global. And we uh, we work here with Calgary Transit. And we work to fill those buses with donations for people of all ages. Plus, there's a financial component as well. And we really encourage all our viewers to come down, all of our community partners, all of our uh, sales clients come down, and my, my thought when I, when I came up with this event was instead of just tossing your donation somewhere and you don't really know where it goes, I wanted people to be able to feel that magic as they were making their donations. So we have carols, choirs, we have pancakes, the Stampede Batter Boys are going to be there. We've got special guests. Police are going to be there. Fire. We've got a fire pit. And the idea is to come down, have a coffee. Tim Hortons is on board. Have some Christmas spirit. We've got Mm -hmm. Merle uh, trees coming in. It's going to be beautiful. Meet our gang. Meet Jordan. He is as tall as you think he is. And (laughs) Dallas and Matthew, because we are actually doing our whole show right there live on the set so you can watch us do our show it's awesome it's so fun and we want hundreds of people to come down and then the second part of it is because we're collecting for the magic of christmas which is an organization that really brings Christmas cheer to those who need it. On December 24th, we will go out with the buses on Magic of Christmas. So you can see us head out on the transit buses. You can watch us deliver gifts to those needy families. And you can really see what a difference your donation makes. So it's a really nice full circle. We know the people of Calgary are super generous at this time of year. And, you know, being out on those buses and visiting those families, I can tell you, that Christmas cheer means a lot it, to a lot absolutely. of families that are struggling this
0: year. Well, it really it it gives it to like where it means something, right? Like it's yeah. it's not just something under the tree for somebody that really doesn't like. It's truly it's it's inspiring. So I'm I'm super thrilled to be part of it, and and I see you. and You can hear it in your voice, Leslie, mm-hmm. how pumped you are. You can't wait. And this is going to oh, be de- right. December twelfth, right?
10: Yeah, December 12th from 6 to 9 a.m. at Global up in the Northeast. And we don't often invite people to our studios, Merle. No, Um, I know. Yeah, so this is sort of unusual (laughs) for us. But we take the whole show outside. This is literally a two-day setup. This event has grown, and Global is so kind and just, uh, like, lets us grow the event. Our crew really starts setting up the set at 12 midnight the night before. It takes Um. them. All that time until 6 a.m. And then we say, let's go 54321 and invite everybody to come down and really experience the magic of Christmas.
0: Absolutely. Love the name, love the event, and uh, look forward to seeing you. So this is December 12th. Join the global crew. And you have a few drop-off points. I was actually at Little Caesars Pizza, spruce it up. There's other places where you have the Magic of Christmas boxes if people can't make it down that day to, to help fill those yes. boxes up as well. so
10: You bet. Bow West Appliances is yeah. on board. Or you can drop off at the Chorus Building on 17th Avenue. So there are quite a few drop-off zones for that have got the Magic of Christmas boxes out there. And I know you and your, your gang, Merle, you'll be delivering your boxes. Hopefully, Absolutely. you're going to need a front-end loader That's when you pull what, up building. F- fill
0: that truck. I'm trying yeah. to try and fill up our, our landscape truck. Hopefully I, get, uh, hopefully, I have to use my big dump truck. That, oh, be, we that would love be awesome. that. Absolutely. That
10: would be awesome. And thanks, Merle, for jumping on board. And when we talked to you about this, I just love that you didn't hesitate. You said, yes, this is the kind of thing I'm in for. We're taking... Uh, we're taking spirit and we're spreading spirit and good wishes around the city, and I know that that's what you're about. So Absolutely. thank you for Absolutely. jumping on board with
0: us. Absolutely, can't wait! And uh, thanks for joining me on a Sunday morning and uh, go stamps school. And hope you had a good workout this morning. And uh, <laughs> we'll we'll definitely be talking soon.
10: You bet! Thanks, Merle. Have a good day, guys. You too. You too. Wow,
0: bye bye.
1: Wow, that is so cool. Hey, eh? isn't
0: it a great event? That, that is and... really cool.
1: I love that people can. If you're not in the north. There's tons of places in the South where you can go and bring these toys and make a difference. And
0: that's one thing I like with the Global family, and I know that on on News Talk 770, they have their event coming up on December 7th in support of the Children's Foundation. And with Global on December 12th, on the on the morning of giving, it's it, they truly you can they're passionate about it. Yeah. Like they get behind it, they do it five hundred percent
1: the right way. You know they've got it's a it's an experience even when you go to donate.
0: You absolutely. Can
1: do so and hear the music and enjoy the fire and yeah
0: absolutely have good. some hot chocolate and some coffee and
1: celebrate together.
0: Absolutely, lots of fun. It's always more fun. Yeah, and and if you do, if you're thinking of going to Spruce Meadows as well, if you can go a little bit later in the day when it still gets dark, because they're open till five, um, they're open till eight on Friday nights and seven on Saturday, but you can just see all the lights that they put, like they put up millions of lights. I don't even it's know how many so lights they put up.
1: beautiful. I know people that go just to look at the lights. Yeah, because so.
0: they leave the gates open through yeah. the week, too, so you can just awesome. do a little drive-through and all so, that after the markets open. You
1: know what? It's a cool, free thing to do with your family or with loved ones, your dog, whatever. Get yeah. in the car and just tour through. It's a beautiful part of the city, No,
0: too. I know I do it a few times. Even just leaving work, I'll spin around that way and yep. just go for a drive-through just to think about and just sort of walk, drive-through and see the lights. Check out
1: it, the construction on the way. <laughs> see how that that they're progressing. That new road's open though yeah i know
0: from chaparral over now. <laughs> so right off mcleod trail you can turn right on 194th and that goes right all the way to spruce meadows trail yep. and you can go um right onto that yep. so
1: it, see how far south the city is now everyone come well, check it out
0: there's over a thousand homes south of us yeah like people
1: think we're deep south in midnapore i'm like oh no we're just the older we're, you're city now
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. all right i think cool. we have time to take neil and uh we'll see what's up with him good morning neil
11: yeah good morning hey, i started some virginia creepers from cuttings in the summer i put them in big margarine tubs yep and they started to grow pretty good well then i just left them and they're still sitting out there on uh on a bench outside and uh frozen no doubt so what i was wondering was are they dead i mean they're they look dead, but of course are they gonna be destroyed or I was wondering what if I was to bring them inside in another month or maybe put them in my unheated garage for now and then bring them inside, put them under fluorescent lights and put them in, pe- separate the roots so that I have several individual uh, I, I would, vines and put them in peat pots and then just plant the peat
0: pot. I would to- just leave them dormant for a while. Like I, yep. I, even doing what you said, bring them in an the unheated garage, cover them with some cocoa moss or dried potting soil. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then yeah. just keep them in the keep them in the in the cool garage, unheated garage, until March, April. Some of that. Pull them out, pot them up at that time, and oh. then because otherwise, if you get them going this early, they're going to go through a stage where they're going to get real big on you, kind of having a chance of getting spider mites and bugs on them. Oh, and yeah, they're one of those ones that you you want to grow <laughs> inside for a bit, but then you want to get them outside I'd as soon say, as too, possible
1: because they're frozen now keep them frozen yep. as long yeah. as you can so if oh. they if they do That's thaw easy. and then freeze again yep. i think you're done for then so just keep them oh. frozen and yep. fingers crossed i bet i bet you'll have something yep. budding out in the springtime
11: when, it, when the ground, when the dirt thaws out, can I separate the, because there's about four in each pot, there's two pots, can I sort of uh, break the, let the dirt kind of fall apart and separate the yeah, roots? Absolutely. Very carefully. Yeah. i oh,
0: okay. yeah, do that Thank in the spring. You. Yep. No, that's just um, when we used to do our seed beds, and then we'd, we'd do what we call pricking out, and then you'd separate the roots like that. And uh, absolutely. Yeah.
11: Virginia Creeper's long- forgiving. One quick question. i got a great big 8 or 10 foot, well, it's more than 10 feet now, rose bush, and I layered it so it's kind of spread. But there's very few roses anymore, and I wondered what if I cut it all off about, uh, and it's prickly, and it's kind of, uh, when you walk past it, you get prickled. But anyway. Yeah,
0: you probably have lots uh, of deadwood in it, so.
11: Well, I got rid of most of that. But the live stuff has those thorns on. But my question was, what if I cut it all off about a foot high? The entire thing just whacker off like I did my ketone aster yep. that were diseased. Would it would it
0: all come back? Yeah, nice? I, but I'd even go a little bit lower. I'd even go like oh, down to six eight inches even. Sure. Yep. And then did it'll descend. For instance, today you could absolutely do it today. And um, then and then really look at that point. Thin out some of the canes that look really old, and mm-hmm. dis- and cut them out. The so that way, ones. yeah, the yep. thick old, old ones that look old cut and gnarly, them out, like, cut them right what? out as low as you can go. Oh, okay. All right. No, I'll do that. Thank you very yeah. much. Get yourself some good gloves and uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. a <laughs> thick jacket.
1: Because
3: <laughs> when you get
0: down low like that, those are the old needles. They're yeah. the old gnarly ones. So. They're the stubborn ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Will do. Thank you. All right, Neil. Enjoy. Bye. Thanks, bud. Bye. All right. Always good to hear on that, right?
1: People are gardening today. It's awesome.
0: It is. I know, and there is lots of gardening to do outside, too. Like, even, it's supposed to be plus six, plus seven this week. If you haven't sprayed any of your cedars or boxwoods or, or things like that on, like, uh, to give them the will-proof? Yeah, and to help them
1: from desiccation. and we, It's so dry and windy in the winter here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it makes, it's like the lip balm. And it's also, if you do like doing your outdoor winter arrangements, um, I know we sell a lot of the will-proof with the greens as well. And uh, so if you're out there buying greens too, check the difference between the box stores and the garden centers. I know yeah. like they got Plantation, Colin, if you're out in the north. We all have the three-pound bunches. And we're in that uh, 9 dollars range sort of thing. And the a lot of the box stores have it for a two-pound bunch at five ninety nine. So it works out more money, but yeah. it looks cheaper. So just make sure you get in the, th- like the bigger bunches if you are comparing and, You'll and, try and support.
1: You'll use the bigger bunches anyway. Yeah, yeah.
0: support your, your independent guys out there. And I'll call him and uh, his manager out there, who's Merle. Female Merle. They do a great job nice. on that end of town. So, and uh, check us out down at Spruce. We have lots of the greens and we got the magnolias in. Nice. It's amazing all and the, the nice. proof
1: it, it makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And Zoe was able to find a bunch of boxwood this year. So nice. we have cut boxwood. So, so you we... have
1: some broadleaf evergreens. Absolutely. Those are Absolutely. so pretty.
0: Absolutely. I didn't do your rose hips that you love so much.
1: Well, he maybe, might have to forage those from some um, natural...
0: Maybe, um... Call well, Gary.
1: No, Call yeah. Gary quick.
0: Yeah, he can bring you all his rose branches. <laughs> well, uh, you know
1: me, I like the kind of natural style. So yeah,
0: the absolutely.
1: Rustic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get you some rose sticks from, from Gary. Go. And he can bring I was his. the
1: only one that was willing to play with those thorny things. I know, but last year it was funny. They look pretty.
0: Yeah, but you make gorgeous arrangements as well, so... Cool. And, uh... <laughs> Uh, they're making uh, lots of the Grinch trees this year, too, which is kind of cool.
1: Nice. So. Those are super cute. Yeah. Put them outside on the steps, put them inside on the table. Yeah. Just, yeah. They're Everywhere. really cool. Yeah. They're great gifts,
0: too. Absolutely. <laughs> so, we have a special guest who's going to join us in the, in the last half hour of the show. We have Dean, and he's calling from UrbanGrowers.ca, and he has a greenhouse garden yeah, thing set up in his he's house. It Every looks part like of his house.
1: house. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. just checking you out, Dean. He texted in. Yeah, the show is how how quickly we can be responsive on the show. He texted in, and then he's on the show. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, But so he's got a great website,
1: urbangrown.ca.
0: Yeah, he grows uh, organic veggies and different things. So we're going to chat with Dean from Urban Growing. Cool. And he's going to let us know what he's got going on. excited about that. Yeah. But right now we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to chat with Bill. And uh, that's about it for now. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, Emerald am Coombs, I'm here with Joanna Chudy, and if you'd like to join us, the phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255, or 1-800-563-7770 from out of town. We haven't had anybody from out of town for quite a while, so yeah. if you're hanging out in Medicine Hat, or Lethbridge, or...
1: Where are Vulcan. cameras, people? Yeah, where's those cameras
0: people? Telling us about their festival of lights. We had that
1: uh, right. Or, on. They're up from, and working hard on Yeah,
0: no, we had uh, <laughs> we had a couple people calling, but uh, yeah, give us a shout. But right now we're gonna go where are we at here? We're gonna go to nope. Bill.
12: Good morning, Bill. How about Red Deer people? All right. All
0: right. (laughs) Bill from Red Deer.
12: You say this? (laughs) I heard you talking about this biochar. I didn't catch it all. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming it's very fine.
1: It is. So it's it's like a powder. Um, so what biochar is, is um, I just read, learned a new phrase um, this morning. I sort of understood the concept, but the idea is thermal decomposition of, of organic material. So you can take things like wood, um, even manure in some countries where, you know, maybe wood is uh, at a premium, um, leaves, brush, that kind of thing. And it gets uh, it gets degraded down into this... Powder um, this char biochar in a way where uh, I don't know the full the full procedure, but um, it's not an open air fire, so it's basically a contained sealed fire. Um, the oxygen levels are really limited, and somehow that affects this charcoal um, to become something that's like really fantastic for the soil. And so, gardeners through millennia have known. Um, that it enhances the soil and it provides habitat for these microscopic organisms that boost the nutrients in the soil. So we're learning now, this is like ancient knowledge, but we're learning now that there's interaction in the soil between the microorganisms and the roots of plants. So the plants, when they have those microorganisms present, um, are able to absorb that much more water and nutrients uh, because those microorganisms are breaking down nutrients and feeding them to the plants so that they can get things like sugar and protection and all that stuff, you know, back <coughs> from the plants. So kind of sciency, but really kind of a neat thing. Um, I wouldn't say it's absolutely necessary to have in the garden, but it's another sort of natural organic gardening um, process that can really help.
0: Absolutely.
12: Yeah. you can you can put it in your main garden.
1: You can. Yep. And so a little goes a long way. If you're going to pick some of this stuff up, it'll say on the box how much to put in. But it's um it's minimal, and then it's there for life. So it's and it's not a bad thing. So it's gonna it's basically just gonna sit in your soil um and help stimulate the the life.
0: Yeah, it brings your soil to life, and that's yep. one thing we talk about. A lot of our soil is clay or silty. Yep. There's not a lot of organic matter in our soil here in Alberta. Unless you get the good, rich black soil, the yeah. dark soil. But a lot of it, we need to add some life to it. We're not near a lot of bodies of water where we have the seaweed or the different mm-hmm. microorganisms that bring our soil to life. So that's where like, a lot of the Rage Plus products, the Evolve products, are, are organic products that actually are feeding the soil. We're trying to compost the soil. Okay, and this it, is another one.
12: It's, it's so fine. <clears throat> how, would, how do you spread it?
1: So you would, you would work it into your soil. So you don't want it to just lay on the top of the soil. And again, the directions would be right on the box. But what I've done in the past, I've worked it right into my um, aged compost. So I'll turn my compost pile uh, once, let it rot down. And then second turning, you know, basically before I'm going to use it, I'll just sprinkle in some biochar
0: and oh, give it I a see. good turn yeah. okay. or
1: if i've got i've got uh i do most of my veggie growing in raised beds and for those um maybe once every two or three years i'll work in um some really good chunky organic material like you know f- autumn leaves, that type of stuff. So when I do that, I'll also sprinkle in the biochar and then just make sure that I top it with the existing soil.
12: Okay, can you put leaves on your garden in the fall and just plow them in?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's great mulch. And that stuff, as Merle (coughs) was saying, we don't have enough organic matter. That stuff breaks down really quick, keeps your soil nice and fluffy. My garden has been annoying me for two years. (laughs)
0: You need Uh-oh. to feed it. Time wrong. to amend it. You need, yeah, you need yeah. to feed it. If
1: you feed your soil, all the rest will come so easy. You don't have to worry about trouble plants or tricky situations. You just feed your soil, and it'll just make. But don't everything don't
0: try and add better. too much organic matter at first. Like if you want, if you have a little pile, you can maybe start your own compost pile. Yeah, like we had Abby is great. on a couple of weeks talking about. He has a couple piles, and he does it all winter long. He just turns it. And he adds the all the peels and leaves and grass clippings and stuff like that, and he creates his own compost. And then he keeps adding that to his to his garden, and and it creates such a beautiful organic matter that uh, will feed your feed your garden like crazy.
3: Yeah,
12: I haven't got into the compost yet, <clears throat> so I'm that might start. I guess.
0: Yeah, if you have enough room, Bill, like rather than sometimes throwing it raw right onto the garden, like I know when I was a kid, we used to throw. All the potato peels, eggshells, all the, like anything, anything, anything vegetable, all Mm -hmm. the kitchen scraps always went into the garden. And like Johanna was joking, my mom, we used to feed about 10 kids, so we had (laughs) lots of scraps. So, um, but we always added that to the garden all the time and it was amazing. It was always gone the next year and grow like crazy again, so.
12: You yeah, know I've there's added, uh, a lot of this sea soil. Yeah. Sea soil is great stuff. I put 35 <laughs> bags in there. Okay. There the go. only thing I really grew last year was my potatoes.
0: Okay. So you well, might be just lacking yeah. a bit of a nitrogen of as well. Yeah. I
1: think, you know, sea soil is fantastic, and it's one of the better bagged soils you can get here, but I think you're looking for the life in the soil that you can't see with the naked eye, so it's all that microscopic activity.
12: Yeah. Uh, I'll probably have to drive to Calgary to get this biochar.
0: Yeah, I'll have it. I'll try and work on it with the guy from the company, and then we'll talk about it in the next couple of weeks. I'll try and get him on, and we'll have it down at Spruce It Up.
12: Because I had to drive up to, to get your 1632.6. Awesome. <laughs> How did that work for you? <laughs> well, uh, I, sh- hey I, I use it on the grass. Well, oh. we had such a dry year. Yeah. And whenever you say, oh, put your soaker hose on, leave it on for two hours, I just cringe.
0: I know, I hear you. <laughs>
12: because
0: our, I hear you. My bank account goes down by the hundreds. All right. Okay, Bill, I got to go. Sorry. Okay. I got to pay the bills here too. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bye. Bill. Bye-bye. All right. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Marl Coombs here with Joanna. And we had a text from Rinska. And awesome. uh, do you want to read that on and off?
1: Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Rinska, for texting in from Sheerness uh, or Hannah. So we've got, let's see, he shares with us that he works, he's an agronomist in the ag industry and sharing that um, so he sources biochar from the coal mine in Sheerness and the carbon in the product um, basically is a food source for the microorganisms that are performing this like nutrient breakdown in the soil um, so that the plants can take up these nutrients. It's kind of like I've sort of, um, I'm not going to read it all the way through. It's a really awesome informational text, but it's basically the gist of it is that biochar is a little bit like probiotics. For plant roots. Yeah. So there's a ton of nutrients especially in our clay heavy soil. There's a lot of nutrients in there, but it's compacted, it's hard to get at um for these roots and so these microorganisms go in and with the help of things like biochar um and water and air and all that, they start to break down all these um nutrients that the plants need to take up. So they basically get the nutrients to the plant roots quicker. So,
0: it's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And right now we're just going to go down we got dean on the line thanks
1: nice, from and urban grown
0: urban growing good morning dean you sent us a great picture of uh of an orchid now you're, now <laughs> like you're here chatting <laughs> about your plans so why don't you maybe just give us a little uh what, what what is what's all about urban growing it looks like you're just passionate about what you do so let us know what's up
13: yeah thank you well you know. Um, uh, being the youngest of four children, uh, mom always sent me out to the garden to pull chickpeas, and I spent yeah. most of my time in the pea patch. so I've been inspired for years. Um, yeah, I started in spring of 16. It was just uh, an effort initially just to get a head start on, on my own gardening, and before I knew it, uh, I decided to plant extra trays and build some shelves because in my basement so that I could actually have a bit of a staged uh, grow system. And uh, And then... It it, it uh, morphed into selling at farmers markets two summers ago for for the whole summer.
0: Yeah, no, and you you texted me over a couple pictures of uh, what you got going on, and that's in your basement right now today. No,
13: no. Oh, okay. Right now it's a bit of a. It's it's kind of in transition, but everything is set up. I'm just deciding what what I might do for for this
0: this season. Okay, oh. yeah. It looks like you have a grow up going on there, but of the of the vegetable kind, not the yeah, kind. Lots of
13: herbs. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. Oh. All right. So, so what kind of stuff are you growing typically?
13: Well, the first year uh, I started, I really grew an a, a uber variety of, of, of tomato plants, sakuras, slitses, uh, purple bumblebees, and, and a lot of others, and, and um, a variety of beefsteaks and moneymakers, et cetera. Uh, a whole bunch of cucumbers and... Um, Um, and peppers, I was a little light on the herbs the first year because they didn't recognize how, how much of a seller they are.
0: Yeah. The people love the basil and and the different herbs, don't they?
13: Yes, they do. So, so last year I, I got off to a little bit of a later start, but I planted a number of variety buckets, which was fun. So they were, eight, 10-inch buckets with a tomato, a cucumber, and some herbs scattered in there as well, and they were very popular.
0: And were you, were you able to find that people would be able to leave those in the bucket for the whole growing season, or would they need to transplant that?
13: They would, and I actually tested uh, through the summer in my in my cold frame to see how they would produce. But yeah, I, I transplanted a few into some 12-inch pots, and they would have been lovely for patios and
0: decks because that's what i i attribute my son and my kids that eat a lot of tomatoes and everything a lot of them is just having stuff like that growing at home and uh like you said if you could put that combo pot on your patio and have it growing it right just encourages people it's, <laughs> it always tastes so much better than something that a lot of times you're buying at the at the grocery store so certainly no it was a lot of fun
13: um certainly um uh, got a lot of great feedback from friends I've had in, in town for over 25 years and uh, didn't know that I had a green thumb and um, had a couple of garden parties and people were pleased to, uh, to, to take some plants away and I got a lot of good feedback, all organically grown, um, all heritage seeds and uh, a lot of love and a lot of time. Holy Toledo. <laughs>
0: Yeah, is it like gardening's easy, but it's but it is it, once you get into it, especially doing it on the scale that you're doing, and and a lot of people are like I was the head grower at at Sunnyside back in the day, like when I was a young lad, and like plants don't take days off, they don't nope. they don't care if it's Sunday, <laughs> if they need water, you gotta. <laughs> yeah, and
13: it was just all the handling, but but it was a joy, you know, doing the time X shift from 10 p.m. to a few in the morning, getting things transplanted. From from the trays into the small pots into the four inch and then into the eight.
0: so so you have a real job of the labor yeah you have a you have another job during the day that you go to or or is this your full-time gig now?
13: No no this is a hobby business yeah oh nice business, yeah. awesome.
0: Well I, if you're out and about you have a great looking website too you have lots of pictures on there and different mm-hmm. things showing what you do and so if anybody wants to check it out, it I is. love
1: the yo oh so grow. No. Like your tabs are great. Urban <laughs> urban
0: Yeah, so look Dean up and uh and uh maybe we can get you to grow some basil and stuff for us here early early spring for us. Maybe we can get you a bit of your stuff going in the garden center for us. So
13: um, I'll be coming I'll be coming down to speak with you this week. Merle today. I, I need some encouragement.
0: Awesome. <laughs> All right, let's do that. All right, thanks, Dean. Thanks for asking me to call in. Awesome. Yeah, Thanks. So cool. Glad you had time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So check him out. And if you're down at some of the farmer's yeah. markets on there. That's and Dean, what...
1: keep up the good work. Absolutely. Like Don't be discouraged. It is hard work, but you're doing amazing things. We, I just love that I'm I'm just radio are meeting grass... you today. And yeah. It's these like, are
0: gra- well, you feel like we know him, right?
1: Yeah. You're giving me inspiration. You know, this is like, we ha- we got to stick together. That's Calgary, you know, Southern Alberta growers. We got to got to inspire
0: one another. Oh, Nice. <laughs> nice. All right, and I we just got a text from Jane. Look, Merle, they're blooming. I was giving these from a big box a few years ago, and they're finally blooming. When should I rep- report? I mean, report them. I you report them to somebody for blooming. <laughs> She's reporting farm. now. Yeah, no, you, you report them. Leave them. Those ones look like they're in fairly good sized pots. They look like they're good for a while. Look at the new growth on yep. Christmas on that cactus. One. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And we got to take a break right now. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs here with Joanna Chudy. And we're going to go to the phone lines and we're going to chat with, what's with this Virginia Creepers today?
1: Yeah, huh? I don't
0: know. I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought we could put them to bed. Yeah, no <laughs> Hi, Duncan. Hi, how are you? Good. How can we help you?
14: Good. I was just reminded of a problem I had with Virginia Creepers listening to one of your previous callers. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> um, so I've had some difficulties with mine in the last three years. They've been. I planted them. About 10 years ago and for the last three years, about the first week of August, they, uh, they become terribly infested with aphids, I believe they're aphids. Yeah, and it's that leaf, leaf
0: hopper. So yeah. what you need to do is sort of the beginning of July, start okay. spraying it sort of once a week with uh, Pure Spray Green.
14: Pure spray green. Okay, I think that might be the problem. I've been using some insecticidal soap and in some. Different- yeah,
0: that stuff you have to rinse off. This is this is a pharmaceutical grade mineral oil, and it just works a lot better. And you can leave it on. There's no worry of burning the leaves. Okay. With the insecticidal soap, if you put it on and if it gets sun, it almost works like a magnifying glass. And right, it gets crispy. Yeah. And,
14: yeah, and they're so nice in the fall, they turn red and in the late summer and and it just hasn't happened for the last three years,
0: yeah, so if you just set up a sprayer with this with this uh pure spray green and just once a week and spray the ground, give it a quick spray, you'll just keep them at bay, and then they'll get through that cycle and then into then they'll still look great until August September, and then you'll get your great fall colors and all that and Perfect. uh yeah, just whenever I hear of big Virginia creepers, I remember we did this project with a with a gentleman and his wife out in uh, Heritage Point. We had a life size dragon, so yeah, we were cool. growing this Virginia creeper. We got to cover the whole dragon. It was phenomenal. It was like fifty okay. feet long, and and we made the fire breathing. We had red petunias out the mouth for amazing. the fire breathing dragon. Oh, yeah, so mm. and we got we were able to keep it healthy though, but we used a Pierce spray green and Rage Plus and we just got it to grow like crazy. Um, I remember that. So just um, use the Pierce spray green, and you should be good to go. Great. Can I ask one
14: quick question? Absolutely. Uh, I've, um, two years ago or so, I was given a, a rose bush, to, and I transplanted it. I put it in my backyard. I found a, a good place for it. It's been growing well. I'm just curious as to how long I can expect to uh, wait until I actually get any flowers. Uh, I don't know exactly how old the plan was. It, it, last year, I had to take it right down almost because it had died, and and it came back this year and it grew about two feet, but really small.
0: And yeah, um, all depends if it died back past the hardy root. Like if, if you could be growing off the hardy rootstock, because and they're if, grafted. Yeah, because right? yeah. a lot of, most of the roses are grafted, and if you're growing off the hardy rootstock, they're usually not very good bloomers. What do the leaves ah. look like? Are they sh- kind of charaded, or are they rough, or are they smooth, or they're smooth and the edges are a little serrated, I think, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'd recommend is feeding with fifteen thirty fifteen, and okay, really try yeah. to boost it with the food because um, typically if you have it in a good sunny spot, feed it with fifteen thirty fifteen, and also with your pure spray green because it really helps keep the, if you get any powdery mildew or any aphids in that, right. it works okay. really good for that. So try that. Just, just give it a good feeding program as soon as it starts budding out. Um, and then after that, if this summer you don't get anything, it might be just uh, time to move on and and try something else.
14: Okay. No, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thanks,
0: Duncan. Appreciate the call. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to Genevieve. Good morning, Genevieve.
8: Good morning.
0: How are you today?
8: I am good, but I have a problem with my Christmas cactus. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I have one, a white one and a pink one. Okay. And uh, I have a big one that's fully blooming, and the little one is a uh, be- beautiful white flower, and the others fall off.
0: Did they bloom? No, uh,
8: they don't. They, the one bloomed on yeah. the uh, plant, and there was about five buds all around it, and I've noticed they've fallen off. What am I doing?
0: Um, <laughs> Did you change the way you water Did you tend to water it a bit more now that it was blooming, you're paying a bit too much attention to it? think so. Okay, Do the same with all of them. Okay, and typically when they get closer to winter, we got to slow down our watering. That would be the only sometimes if you if you tend to water them a bit too much, they'll, the buds will fall off.
8: Okay, and as well, the uh, little green, uh, well, they're not branches. Yep, but the they little.
0: fall off also. Huh. Did, fall off. did it get near any cold or anything?
8: No, they're in the same place all yeah. the time.
0: No, that's weird that they would fall off because. I know
8: it did that last year also they would have the little white bud ready you know ready to grow and then it would fall off
0: yeah usually they they might lose a bit of that when they go through their blooming process like after it blooms you might you, you get sometimes the the little ends will fall off as well but uh mm. yeah any thoughts joanna
1: um yeah those sudden changes of light or I don't no, know. I mean, they're yeah. the Same place all
8: the time. I don't know. Probably a fertilizer thing. I'm. No, I, I don't. don't fertilize while they're in like ready to bloom flowers.
0: Huh? I don't. Yeah, that one I don't <laughs> really know because typically, if you haven't changed, anything, the only thing I find sometimes people water a bit more when things start blooming because okay. they pay attention. You want to give it more, and sometimes adding that, the yeah. blooms they they get too much water and they'll they'll lose that foliage. They sweat it out. That. that.
8: So I should let it dry. Yeah, let it dry
0: Normally. The yep. They're a cactus and they can they can take it. So okay. all right. Uh, Try I that. Know. Just make it <laughs> back to water.
8: Beautiful white flower. It's yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. You
1: don't see those very often.
8: I uh, know. And mm. I have two. One is a huge one. And mm. none
0: of the petals fall off. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Thank okay. you. Thank
8: you. Bye bye. you.
0: Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy. CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs here with Joanna Chudy. And Mary Ann just sent in some gorgeous sort of a peach... Colored.
1: It is so pretty. So yeah. she confessed that she got it at a big box store, but it's so sure. beautiful. It's like a yeah. a white mixed for with a pink years. Ca- Um, Christmas cactus. It's gorgeous. She's yeah. wondering. Um,
0: but it like it's in a terracotta pot, yeah. which they like, yeah. and a lot of times cactus and plants like when you get stuff a lot of times from the from the garden centers or whatever. The root bound when they're blooming because they're forced. Um, and then they get root bound and that really triggers a lot of times blooming because they're, they're stressing them out a bit. And, and that's what will produce a lot. Sometimes the blooms, cause then they think, okay, I got to reproduce. Yeah. So I got to send out a bunch of blooms. So sometimes we sometimes kill or hurt our blooming things with, too, too much kindness, too yep. big a pot. We love them too, too much, much. soil. Yeah. It can just grow. <laughs> Why I'm living. I don't need to bloom. Like- well,
1: it's, it's kind of this weird thing that we do to manipulate plants. Like once you understand the plant's life cycle, it sounds mean. We're like stressing it out, thinking it's going to die. So it goes into reproduction for flowers, which is what we love, which yeah. is how people sell plants when they see the flowers. So Marianne, if you can, we responded to her text, if you can... Um, Keep it going the way it is for now and yep. wait till those blooms start to die off and the plant kind of goes a little bit more dormant and like follows a different, the, the other side of the cycle.
0: And you could even plant those both into the uh, to an, a bigger pot. Like yep. get yourself a nice eight inch terracotta pot. Not too pot. big. Yep.
1: And then put yep. both of them in there. Unglazed terracotta. They love that.
0: Absolutely. Yep. And we got, a, we got a text from uh, someone sent their, their dog out for a walk. Miss Peppa says, go Stamps, go. So thank you for that. Let's go to the phone lines. And Les, I don't know if we're going to be moving any trees today, but let's see what's going on. Good morning, Les. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. How can we help you?
4: Um, I'm looking at uh, buying a house and (laughs) I want to add on to it, but uh, it has a, I'm not sure if it's a plum or an apple tree. It's about eight feet tall. Can, can that be moved in the winter with a spade? or not? not... Typically
0: not in the winter because the ground will be too frozen. You won't be able to get the blades in. Um, okay. Yeah, and I'm trying to do it yeah, with a back horse. I'll be able to just end up ripping it, especially in the winter time. Um But it could be done early, early spring, um, as soon okay. as the ground's thawed. Uh, you still might be able to do it right now. depends how frozen it is. Well, and I wouldn't have... be
4: taking possession for another month or two anyway, so yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah. yeah, so well it cold. might
4: be too might be too cold uh, to do the foundation, so it might be work out all right.
0: Yeah, and you'll probably have to get your your permits and all that other fun stuff and yeah. I'm so. not
4: sure if it's an apple or a plum. I can't tell right now, but
0: Okay. If you about, typically about take eight, a picture eight, eight, and you can send it in to us next week. Um I can okay. have a look at it, I can usually tell. Um if not, just uh wait till early spring and we could set up a tree spade to come out and move that for you as long as you have machine access.
4: Okay, how much do you guys charge to come out and do an estimate on uh trimming and stuff? Nothing. Like I live in no. Rocky Ford.
0: Oh, how far is that from Calgary?
4: 50 miles.
0: Yeah. Um maybe just send me a quick email to prune it up. Um uh yeah, prune it up at siugc.ca or you can just click on our website there and there's a okay. in the prune up. And just send me that and I'll get in touch with you.
4: Okay. I have one one more quick question. Sure. Um I got strawberries. Yep. And uh I got the pine berries.
0: Okay. Yep, the white oh, ones.
4: I, yeah, I got both. And uh, the pine berries, uh, all all they did, like they're brand new. I just got them this year. All they did is sent out billions and billions of runners, eh?
0: Yeah.
4: Should I be taking them runners off? Yes. Okay. Yep. And, and uh, I had a problem with these little tiny brown ants. I got rid of slugs, but I got
0: ants. <laughs>
1: Pretty uh, dry soil, maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A little dry. Um, pure spray green does work good on those, especially around fruit and things like that.
4: Or just okay. more water,
0: too. Yeah, and the ants. Exactly. Yeah,
4: my soil is really clay. Eh? It's, yeah. it's black, but it's
0: uh Yep, it's so really just heavy, add heavy a little hit. bit more water to it, and that'll tend to push away the ants.
4: Okay, thank you very much. I'll All right. get in touch with you then. Thanks, Les. Yep, bye-bye. All right.
0: I think a... we have time for one more quick one. We'll just go to Jack. Good morning, Jack.
6: Hi, Merle.
0: How can we uh, I help you?
6: Have a quick question for you. I've got a fuchsia plant here, sitting in a nice, bright, sunny room in the house, and yep. uh, it's still blooming like crazy. Blooming like crazy all summer. It's on a diet of rage plus and rainwater. Now, does it need a rest before?
0: No. A lot of times, the fuchsias can just keep going all the way through, because um, we used to bring them in as stock plants, similar to sometimes geraniums. You can cut them back a bit if they slow down. Um, just watch the bugs. On them because sometimes they are susceptible to whitefly and spider mites inside and aphids because you get that new growth coming once the days start getting longer in a month or so. Um, but you, you can just keep it as a house plant and uh, away you go. Sure, it's right, looking beautiful. Should I give it a little bit of fertilizer or not? Yeah, just like you're doing the Rage Plus. The fuchsias love Rage Plus. So, just continue on with that. Just slow down on the watering a bit over the winter time because our days are getting shorter. So, they use a lot less. Um, But, uh, sounds like you're doing everything right and just enjoy that over the winter. Okay, you bet. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Jack. Bye. Bye bye. All right, Ken, I can talk to you off air if you like. Um, But that's the end of our show. Go stamps, go today. (laughs) We got to do it today. It is the day. All right. Thanks for listening to Joanna and I on. Have a wonderful
1: day, everyone.
0: 770 CHQR.